Yo, we are live. It's August 30th, episode 13. What's good, Jams? How you doing tonight? Man, it's a new work week. I am beginning to live the dream once again. Uh, Monday is in the books. So Monday's money is made. Looking forward to the rest of the work week. Um, looking forward to talking some crypto with you tonight, um, as always. Yeah, bro, definitely. I mean, we powered through the weekend, you know, powered through our Monday. So let's uh, let's power into these prices real quick, real quick. Absolutely. Let me get them pulled up uh, for the people out there streaming. Uh, let us know. Uh, what have you seen out there today? Yes, sir. So looking at the overall global market cap, uh, we are down from the high of two point two nine trillion um, at two point two five trillion. Um, and the top gainer seems to be Cello. Cello has been doing exceptionally well over the last week with the announcement of a DeFi initiative alongside Abe, Curve, Ubiswap, uh, and others. So Cello um, definitely performing exceptionally well over the last week. Um, as we often tell our audience here, the Crypto Rascals, um, it is likely not in your best interest to buy the tops. However, wait until a pullback on these projects that you're interested in or continue to dollar cost average um, as you try to accumulate uh, your position in that coin. So looking at Bitcoin today, um, it is at forty six thousand eight hundred and eighty eight dollars. Um, as we've stated over the last week, that fifty thousand psychological level has not been um, penetrated and flipped into uh, support. Support um, it do re it does remain as a strong level of resistance um, with Bitcoin being down three point two seven percent. And looking at the seven day prediction, um, it looks like it may continue to trend downward um, with it predicting to be at forty six thousand three hundred and eighty five. So the bears are out in full force. Um, they are holding the Bitcoin price down and alts seem to be having a party. Uh, Ethereum trading sideways up just a half of a percent today. $3,200 does seem to be like a comfortable range for Ethereum to chill in. However, my favorite coin, Hex, is continuing to perform well. Um, it did wick up to $0.25 cents today. Uh, my portfolio is honestly astonishing at this point. Um, so every time I open my Staker app, I am just taken aback with the hex price trading just below 25 cents, up 15% today. Um, there is a seven day prediction that hex may reach 31 uh, cents over the next seven days. That would be absolutely incredible if that happens. Um, and the global market cap of hex continues to grow up to 142 billion dollars. Uh, Cardano has seen some trouble throughout the day, um, down 4%, um, coming in at a price of $2.73. So if you notice, outside of those DeFi projects such as Hex, um, Celo, uh, the rest of the market is looking like a sea of red. Um, so there is a lot of blood out in the streets. However, Cosmos... Um, recently announcing that they are going to um, be implementing a wrapped Bitcoin as well as uh, some interoperability cross-chain uh, bridges. They have, the price has uh, performed relatively well um, over the last day and the last seven days. So a quick market recap, it does look like um, Bitcoin continues in its downward trend, um, unable to penetrate the $50,000 um, psychological level and flip that into support. Um, Ethereum seems comfortable in its $3,200 range. And Hex, our favorite coin here um, on crypto and down, continues to kick butts and take names. Um, if you aren't a Hex hodler, what are you doing? Because the staker class um, is having a party day in and day out. Mm, yeah, turn that music up for that party Hex is having. That's right, baby. Yes, sir. Seems like it seems like a party almost every day we talk on here. Um, even though it does correct sometimes, but I know let's see yeah, a lot of green. 
compared to what we've been seeing over the past week. Um, or maybe I should say it's more consistent than what than some of the coins we've been looking at over the past week, for sure. Well, that's a nice way to start our Monday. Absolutely. Right. It's a great way to start the week on the positive. Uh, excuse me, I apologize. Um, to be in the green and to see my portfolio continuing to do well uh, does give me confidence that I am making the right decisions in this space. Um, and we should state um, for a bit of disclosure that nothing here said is financial advice. Um, we are only two friends sharing um, conversations publicly that we otherwise would have privately. So please do your due diligence uh, and consult a real licensed financial advisor um, in addition to watching our educational content. Yeah, yeah. Let them know about those revenue streams. But speaking of revenue streams, um, looking here like <laughs> Robinhood's main revenue stream may be in trouble. Um, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler told Barron's the SEC could ban payment uh, for order flow. Uh, what's going on here? So uh, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler, who we all once thought was going to be a proponent of cryptocurrency, um, has given Robinhood the finger wag that the SEC may be coming down on their business model, particularly the, the um, order to flow um, model, which basically allows Robinhood to route their users' uh, orders and transactions through a third-party market maker. And then thus that third-party market maker gives Robinhood a kickback for routing those transactions to them. Uh, payment for order flow um, or PFOC as is known um, is what allows Robinhood to have um, fee-less trades. So instead of them actually collecting a commission directly from their users per um, transaction, when someone buys stock on Robinhood, another company pays Robinhood fractions of a penny per share to match buyers and sellers. And honestly, as the article states, that's not bad when you consider Robinhood prices millions of trades in a year. However, the SEC feels that uh, for transparency reasons, it is not fair um, for these private entities um, to have privilege or insider information on the trades that are being executed, as it does potentially allow them to front run trades um, as well as um, make sure that their liquidity um, is in the right spot at the right time. So um, I think this is actually a good move um, by the SEC uh, restricting payment for order flows as it's truly the SEC's jurisdiction to protect the consumer. Um, and I'm not sure that Robinhood, uh, Robinhood and its CEO Vlad is actually concerned about the consumer's data privacy and protections. Uh, so kudos to the SEC for actually uh, saying that they may do something beneficial uh, for once. Another red flag I saw in the article is that Dogecoin trading uh, makes up 62% of uh, the revenue at Robinhood. So, uh, or excuse me, of their crypto revenue with 41% of their total revenue being uh, crypto. So I say that to say Dogecoin is a meme. It is highly risky, highly volatile. And for a corporation, Robinhood revenue to be um, highly dependent on that particular uh, project, the success or failure thereof, means that Robinhood's uh, stock price will be highly cyclical, uh, dependent on uh, the Bitcoin halving, halving cycle themselves. Um, so whether we're in a bear market or a bull market will ultimately determine the success of Robinhood stock. So if you are a traditional stock market trader, um, Robinhood may not be uh, the best option for you um, having stated these reasons. Yeah, um, maybe thinking about it as I've been looking at options trading, those swings and volatile, like more volatile stocks, maybe for not traditional investing, but maybe options trading um, potentially. You know, it may be good for that. Yeah, that's interesting, man. Um, 
that's a good breakdown of where they get their revenue from and it's the cryptocurrencies that actually generate that that um revenue for them it's interesting to know that it's dogecoin not some of the other more um reputable coins out there so part of me is like oh that maybe you know there could be a world where a bunch of other companies can make can have their business models where they can survive off of these the fluctuations of these um, different currencies but but shout out to the sec for actually doing something um that seems like to help citizens for once um for once. versus cracking down on cryptocurrency projects um they're going after uh the corporations who actually pull the levers behind the scenes so i do applaud them on that Yo, speaking about other companies in this space, I know uh, we talked a little bit about Grayscale. Um, this article says U.S. global investors bought crypto exposure through Grayscale funds. Um, the investment firm already has significant exposure to gold, minerals, precious metals, petroleum, and other natural resources. Uh, so looking here, it says Texas-based investment manager U.S. Global Investors, which reported $4.6 billion in assets under management as of Q, uh, Q1 2021, has bought exposure to Bitcoin. Now, this is interesting. What do you, uh, what did you skim this article and what do you think about it? Uh, a Texas company getting involved uh, using Grayscale. It's interesting how that's at play, how this is happening now. They do own other assets, you know, precious metals, but now making their way into Bitcoin. Yes, yeah, so um, I actually think, um, as a joke, that they must have been watching our channel. We featured Grayscale uh, last week as a way for uh, institutions and retail investors to gain indirect exposure to cryptocurrency um, in a traditional portfolio. And here we have a uh, investment management fund actually purchasing Grayscale uh, Bitcoin shares, so GBTC uh, shares, and adding them to their basket of um, commodities that they hold. And to see them um, being a primary precious metals, minerals, and commodities-oriented company and um, adding these Grayscale shares to uh, their portfolio only says to me that institutions are here to stay um, and Grayscale is going to be a powerhouse in this space, um, which they already are. Um, and if you are a retail investor, follow the smart money. If you see companies such as Morgan Stanley, um, Chase, ARK Invest, the Rothschild Investment Corporation, all having exposure to Bitcoin through Grayscale, it is likely in your best interest to follow the smart money. The Roth, the uh, famed uh, and sometimes sneered family, the Rothschild has continued to amass great wealth for generations. Um, and if they are buying Grayscale BTC shares, it is likely in your best interest to follow their money as they have been around for centuries. Um, and I like to highlight these type of articles because it's the first time really in history where due to um, transparency, we are able to be at the same speed as a Rothschild family. Asherelle, is that not crazy that I can hold the same investments before the Rothschilds that yeah. I beat them to this? Is, is that not shocking? Yeah, dude, that is kind of shocking. Part of me also too is like, hey, you know, they may they may have some some tricks up their sleeve for us. You know, they ain't gonna let us get away too ahead of them. <laughs> so we you know. Part of me is like, yo, take that. But then the other part of me is like, oh, y'all run, y'all must be playing the long game here. And truly, they are playing the really long game. Uh, and I hope our audience, the crypto rascals, are in it for the long. Paul, um, cryptocurrency is a way to make money quickly. However, it is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Um, if you're, if someone's telling you to send them one Bitcoin and they're promising you two or three Bitcoin in return, 
nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, it is likely a scam and you will never see that one Bitcoin or one Ethereum or one Doge, whatever cryptocurrency you're sending ever again. Um, so a great way for you to gain exposure to cryptocurrency in a traditional market is Grayscale Fund funds and their shares, whether that be the Grayscale Digital Large Cap Currency Fund, the Grayscale Bitcoin Fund, the Grayscale Ethereum Fund. Um, I own them personally, um, and it is a great way for you to diversify in a traditional market, um, as well as having your decentralized portfolio growing as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Just keeping up with what you said about it's we're all able it's with the way technology even though you know Robinhood just got slapped companies like that and other companies that just give us the same access to the different investment opportunities as you know these old families rich large um, corporations so it does seem with the craziness going on there has been somewhat a leveling of the play playing field or maybe more access to investments for people if they can just figure it out and be smart about it that's just through the internet and people sharing information with each other but it's very interesting to think now like yeah i have the same access to those opportunities and maybe not the same funds but you know over time you could definitely set yourself up to challenge those families in the future with your investments today you know whether it's through precious metals all the way to cryptos as well i couldn't agree more i mean think let's take the example of the pulse chain sacrifice that although um volume mattered the size of your bag that you sacrificed and contributed i had the same chance to get in day one as morgan stanley as arc invest you know kathy wood is a genius in this space but she owns Grayscale BTC shares um, in her funds, just as I own Grayscale BTC shares in my personal portfolio. Um, although obviously she has many more shares than I do, we have access to the same things that they do. Volume may not be, to say, be the same. We're not playing with the same um, amount of capital. However, I can still have the same kind of exposure and portfolio growth that they have and if you don't um if that doesn't provide some bit of motivation to get into cryptocurrency or the stock market uh which we will continue to talk more about as we go on in the coming weeks and months um you're really missing out on a once in a lifetime opportunity um as this may not just be a opportunity for your lifetime but this is a once in a multi-generational opportunity um being on the forefront of a new industry uh that is out there shout out to take your loot uh excuse me take your loot uh he wants us to give a shout out to the xrp game uh xrp gang, me, XRP gang, gang. Army. um army. and the xr the xrp army um is definitely um a strong strong force uh, we do wish Brad Garlandhouse and team success on their case against SEC Gary Gensler. Um, recently heard that a director at the SEC did get fired uh, for um, withholding certain information from the case. Um, Take Your Loot says ISO 2022. Not sure uh, what that means, um, but uh, he did hear uh, the portion about uh, the SEC seeming to be taking hit after hit. The XRP case uh, may be um, a win. Yeah. Um, shout out to Joel Benjamin528. Go check him out on YouTube. He actually did a, uh, as he was signing off one of his videos, I think he made done yesterday, he said he told everyone you need to get that uh, hex coin. So I thought that was an interesting shout out. But also he talks about XRP and, you know, I think I brought this up in earlier episodes, XRP tied in with the U.S. Navy. Um, so I think they're here to stay. This is just going to be a hiccup. I think games are being played, uh, what you call it, FUD is just being played in a long game of making you think, you know, they have XRP on the ropes. But in the end, they'll prevail with the backing of, you know, the best, you know, 
the Navy, the, the, the Navy, probably the best, uh, most encompassing force around in the entire world. So with them backing XRP and the corporations behind them, I definitely, um, take your loop. I think you're onto something. And Joel Benjamin 528, that this, this coin is here to stay and may, um, be very valuable slash use. And shout out to our viewers out there on Twitch and Facebook Live. Uh, we do appreciate every one of you crypto rascals. And Asherel, I could not agree with you more. If you'd have asked me six months ago, um, do, did I think XRP stood a chance against the SEC? I really did not think they did as it seemed the SEC was going to come down hard and try and restrict uh, Ripple from functioning uh, successfully in the marketplace. Nevertheless, here we are in August, about to be September the 1st, crazy. Um, and it seems that uh, XRP and Ripple, uh, the Ripple team is going to win uh, this case most likely. There may be some sort of small settlement arrangement, which, you know, 10, $20 million is a slap on the wrist. Uh, proceed business as usual. And the big banks may have bet right. Um, they said XRP is a banker's coin. And guess what? Uh, they acting like bankers. They swinging big sticks around. <laughs> uh, the SEC. <laughs> Say, hey, you can come in our backyard. But hey, man, you're not welcome here. This our house. Because so, <laughs> I'm out. like, yo, who, what other court, you know, they can, if they can, you know, they just, like take your loot said. <laughs> hold till the end and i'm like if xrp can hold can uh, hold off this agency you know they must got that got that muscle behind them so they have to and really a true uh testament to their hodlers the xrp army uh there's a guy james rule on uh youtube and twitter um i picked up on him back in like december uh and his main job is a shield of xrp but he never wavered at all he was 100 percent um xrp is going to win this case i got diamond hands and you fools are going to be sitting here saying i never should have sold and i will honestly admit i sold out of xrp at around 65 70 cents um had picked it up around 25 cents so to me i basically had a 200 percent gain and that was enough, especially with the, the case kind of lingering. I just wasn't certain. Now here we are, XRP is over a dollar, and I'm looking like, dang, I missed out on 200 more percent. So um, either way, XRP is here to stay. Shout out to Take Your Loot for having the diamond hands. Um, unfortunately, my hands got a little weak and had to take that run. Um, Take your loot says, what do you think about Quant? Quant is another one of those unique anom anomalies out in the space. Um, I remember when they were listed on Coinbase, um, they did tick up about 13% that day. But on actual use case itself, um, I saw Quant being integrated into another project earlier today. So I see Quant actually being around for a while. Uh, Quant Network is not necessarily new. Um, it's been around since 2015. Um, thank you for pulling that up for us, uh, Asherel. Uh, Quant okay. is connecting all the world's distributed ledgers for faster, more efficient growth. And interoperability and interconnectivity is going to be key as blockchains operation, uh, mostly operate as independent silos. Uh, they aren't always um, connected. So Quant's goal is to use the Overledger DLT gateway, the world's first DLT gateway for enterprise that drives interoperability across different systems and networks. So think of Cosmos, for example. Cosmos has done relatively well this week. It is another interoperability use case. So yes, I think Quant will have some success. I think it's something that is more three, four years uh, away from truly um, having market um, viability and dominance. However, it needs to be used. Um, I love a partnership with NVIDIA. That looks good. 
uh, blockchain consortium, Oracle, of course, um, a huge uh, Fortune 500 company. So I think positive things will um, be in store for Quant as interoperability is one of those uh, topics um, that is very, very hot. Um, Yo, that's yeah, that's very interesting. I had I'd heard about Quant, but I'd actually not, hadn't done a dive into their website and just seen what they're about and who some of their partners were and what their goal was. So I mean, it just stuck out to me the because sometimes you get I get lost in the um, the buzzwords that get thrown around in the industry, but connecting the different cha- like interoperability and being for enterprises and governments down to the individual. Um, that sounds like a vast network that they're working on to come out with. So I'm definitely going to keep my keep my eye on that for sure. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and too much for you. OK, says, hey, guys, what time does the show start? I watched the replay of Saturday's show with Blex. The three of you have a great dynamic. I really enjoyed the show. Thank you very much for that. Too for you. OK, uh, Blex is our brother. Shout out to our brother Blex out there. Uh, we will definitely have him on again. He is a basket of knowledge um, and has some of the uh, best life experiences, real world uh, experiences. So I hope he does come on again and share uh, more of his story uh, with us. Uh, To answer your question, our show um, is scheduled to start at 8.30 Central each evening. However, we have been running right at about 9 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, So we are flexible. Uh, We aren't programmed and uh, integrated with uh, your TV streaming services yet. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, once once Complex picks us up or Diddy brings us over to Revolt, um, then we'll likely have uh, a budget and we'll have a studio and maybe we'll even have a team to help us out so we can make sure we uh, do come on. Start on time. <laughs> but in the meantime, yeah, we'll say 8.30-ish nine ish and depending on uh the weekend we won't always stream both saturday and sunday uh but we will try to make a friday night stream most likely as we understand uh people like to get out and enjoy themselves but when they do return that evening how nice is it to see a uh nice stream from the crypto rascals uh Sunflower in Texas saying amen. Uh, that too much for you, okay? Uh, but Ashrell, I see you take your loots. Uh, comment here CBDC, I think it will be used. What do you think about CBDCs? Um, do you think that they are going to become a part of our everyday lives with the people who vote? What are your general thoughts on CBDCs? At first, I was I thought they wouldn't really work because why would people want to trust these organizations like the Fed that's been hacked so many times and have that central point of contact for all these things? So my thing is, I don't think it will work in the in the long run. I think they're going to try. They're going to have to try to do something to figure it out. But I do think people will most likely sign up for whatever comes out because it will be the easiest thing to sign up for and do but eventually i think people will just migrate to different things that suit them as just because they're going to run into so many problems with this i think the people who are more concerned about privacy as more and more people are will be pushed into trying to figure out their own thing and will want to stay away from it just because of the climate of how of what we're in as far as new people coming to crypto will be like oh i want to know the option where i don't have to use this so but i do think i don't know i think anything is possible but i i think in the long run these things won't work and i i agree with you 100 percent um i feel the privacy portion of cbdc's uh allowing the government to uh, view every transaction uh that i make or every online purchase um, i would rather not have them in our um, business however i do think cbdc's as take your loot states um, does create a possibility for a greener earth 
Um, obviously, you don't need to print money at that point. Um, you can mint coins on the blockchain. Um, and too much for you, okay? Uh, I appreciate you for locking in with us so you can catch the beginning. Um, and one thing that we should note uh, to our audience out there, please subscribe to us uh, on YouTube. And then also click the bell um, and turn on all notifications. Uh, that way, once you uh, do, once we do go live, you will receive that notification, push notification from YouTube saying lock in to crypto and down. Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have been growing and um, it is really important that you do see our episodes as uh, we are trying to drop a gem each episode and those gems just being bits of information that may uh, cause you to do a Google search, Google search or a bit more uh, research into the topics that we discuss. So uh, Asherel, what else you got for me? Man, that was a good combo. Uh, let's <clears throat> excuse me. Well, it's so we talk about all these cryptos. I wanted to just touch on this story real quick, just because mm -hmm. there are all these different opinions from people who are billionaires down to people on our level. Um, but I guess take a shot of this of this person, billionaire <laughs> investor John Paulson. Uh, he says crypto holders should be prepared to be prepared to lose everything. The headline says. And this is an article from Decrypt.co. Billionaire investor John Paulson says cryptocurrencies will eventually prove to be worthless. John Paulson, who earned $20 billion by betting against the U.S. housing market a decade ago, is now calling the top on the rest of crypto. Okay, very interesting. So he's arguing that the Bitcoin and the cryptos are a limited supply of nothing, is his quote. Um, according to him, there is no intrinsic value to any of the cryptocurrencies except that there is a limited amount, uh, which is, I mean, for one, but that's not all, of, you know, he's wrong there. And this is what he would say, the full quote, I would describe them as a limited supply of nothing. So to the extent there's more demand than the limited supply, the price would go up. But to the extent the demand falls, then the price would go down. Paulson said, there's no intrinsic value to any of the cryptocurrencies except that there's a limited amount. Well, it sounds like, you know, he's a very smart man in investing and he's made some money, but it seems like he just doesn't understand the differences between the cryptocurrencies. But I don't think he's, you know, I don't take a shot at him. Sounds like a very boomer-esque take from him. But I don't want to be too hard on him. There are a lot of people who just don't get it and the different aspects of it so here on one end we're talking about xrp we're talking about you know <laughs> cbdc's and this guy is saying hey this is just a pile of nothing and it has no value how do you respond to someone like this or you know not actually him but someone who kind of comes across this and says yeah he's right cryptos are a bunch of nothing he reminds me of the teachers that rappers often uh, rap about in their songs. My science teacher told me I ain't going to be shit. So, John Paulson, you a hater. Um, not only did you make the bulk of your wealth shorting um, the market uh, during the housing crash, good call, um, knowing that your friends were recklessly um, trading uh, derivatives and options and credit default swaps. Uh, we haven't we haven't forgotten about those poorly collateralized loans um, that you and your buddies on Wall Street um, were trading, which actually caused um, the market crash itself. And then not only did you cause the crash, but then you bet that it would happen and profited on the crash itself. So um, if you really feel that cryptocurrency is going to fail, um, I would expect him to short the market. And if he is shorting the market, guess what? You just looked at the hex price itself. Uh, we're up 15%. Um, looks like the global market cap of, um, it looks like the global market cap of um, all cryptocurrencies continue to rise uh, month to month, year to year, although we were in this uh, brief uh, bear cycle. And as too much for you, okay, says, he sounds like Jamie Dimon. I bet he's holding BTC as we speak. I could not agree more. 
that is a brilliant statement because in a year from now two years from now who's going to be out saying oh bitcoin is the greatest investment ever um if you don't have bitcoin in your holdings you're missing out on a once in a lifetime opportunity mr paulson uh investors such as him uh put out fud and uncertainty into the market while they accumulate their bags and then once they have their position set ready to go then they announce to the people that you should fomo in uh the retail frenzy is among among us so that you pump their bags rather than being open honest um and ethical they short the housing market that they caused i cannot stand uh investors such as mr paulson um and it is the reason why these hedge fund why some of these hedge fund managers have the reputation that they have is because they cause problems rather than actually aiding. If John Paulson had made a statement um, that passively stated cryptocurrency does have uh, some potential and it looks like there is some adoption um, and support, he could have taken the regular, even the regulatory route. But to state that the only intrinsic value is uh, scarcity really ignores multiple use cases and is really really blind and um ignorant to make in 2021 if this was 2013 2014 maybe but you have the helium network with distributed wi-fi what are you talking about you have v chain um actually um providing a use case for supply chain to track uh luxury uh handbags from the uh, manufacturer to Neiman Marcus. Uh, if 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 he doesn't understand that uh, Dak Prescott just signed a contract with Eternity to create his own line of NFTs, then he is the one that really just does not get it. So don't let the amount of money that someone has um, in an article um, really cause you to listen to their opinion because sometimes they really don't know what they are talking about uh shout out to too much for you okay i love the jamie diamond comment and now uh dino diamond um as the gentlemen of crypto um have called him in the past um is a hundred percent on board uh with cryptocurrency and what do you know jp morgan um is offering to their private investors ways to get into cryptocurrency um, won't be long before Paulson is doing the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just a bad take overall, you know. Absolutely. And like you say, he's probably holding some on the back end. But I would also agree with take uh, what Taker Lou was saying that you know a lot of these projects might fail, um, but there are so many of these projects that if only four percent succeed, that's still a good number. So even if and also, too, the space is so new and listening to people who have been here for a while, they talk about the cycles of two or three years where projects will come out, they'll grow, they may fizzle out and just maintain a little steady role and then see huge gains. So it's still early in the space, you know, 10 years from now, it's going to look a lot different than 20 years from now. So um, a lot of these companies are, you know, are good long term bets and they might get consolidated into other companies and you may be able to get higher gains that way as well. I think that's that an eloquent point because mergers and acquisitions are going to happen in this space. Um, and FTX is just one of those companies um, that comes to mind for me uh, who will be out there acquiring the better projects or integrating them into uh, their operations. So as that happens, yeah, they're going to be winners and losers, just like the internet um, race of the 2000s. Um, no one is on AOL anymore, but we aren't crying rivers for American Online either. So um, if you lose, you lose. Um, and, you know, but we're also not patting Google on the back for winning. Um, they have their own issues and problems that people are outspoken um, about. And um, Take Your Loot says, XLM Stellar for the win, too. Uh, I believe that's Jade uh, McCaleb's or Jed McCaleb's uh, project, Stellar Lumens, one of the um, oldest crypto projects out there. Uh, I, well, Stellar Lumens at seven cents. 
um, and eventually got out after about a five to six hundred percent game. Um, so I do feel that Stellar Lumen will be around long term. Um, they like to also throw out the Africa thing. And just as a kind of point of reference here, uh, Asherel, does it not bother you how cryptocurrencies projects like to say, oh, man, we're going to save Africa? Like everybody can't save Africa, man. Like, like to me, it just, it just, it, it kind of, it kind of irks my nerves that like there's this um, narrative that like, oh, for us to be a legitimate cryptocurrency project, we have to save Africa. It's like maybe Africa doesn't want you, doesn't want your help. Like it's 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 this, it's just this paternalistic idea of cryptocurrency projects. It's it's no different than. Um, colonialism it's truly saying we can run your business better than you and we're going to not only tell you how to do it but we're going to do it for you move <laughs> and, and to me whenever i hear a project say hey we in africa that's when i say nah i mean i can't trust them over there bro. <laughs> like like nah that's some colonialism <laughs> yo it's uh is it just crypto companies and uh the military over there for America. That's what we send in over there. Pretty much at this point, you got uh, Cardano uh, and the Chinese. They say they taking over. Uh, they taking over. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the Chinese were taking over Africa. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, the Chinese have what they did was um, they invested heavily in infrastructure, so railroads, airports, yeah. dams, and then they. They uh, or they loaned the money to those countries um, to build those projects and then built them. And, and then those countries are now uh, basically knee deep in debt that they can never ultimately pay back for projects that some are being used, but many others are just being abandoned. Those were just pump and dumps basically um, by the CCP. So uh, shout out to the colonizers um, and the uh, Chinese Communist Party. Um, hopefully, Google doesn't uh, ban us for, say for saying that. Um, however, if you are going to another country and uh, giving them a loan um, that is not only punitive, uh, but it also has the intent of um, seizing power in that country, you are a colonizer, whether you are a cryptocurrency project or you are a country yep agree there um yeah you're, you're right about that uh too much for you okay they're probably doing a lot of peer, more peer-to-peer -peer trading um peer-to-peer -peer transactions over there than we are so uh also just when it refers to africa it's like you know it seems that's as far as when i read and hear projections they're all you know that's why everyone's trying to go over there right now because it's they got a young population one of the fastest like several of the fastest growing economies out there and uh yeah you know they're between the some of the asian powers european powers in america all trying to get their hands on this next i guess next big race it seems like it seems like you know africa is going to be kind of like what america was a couple hundred years ago as far as like going to be built up and a lot of investment flowing in and like a rising population. Absolutely. So. Um, and shout out to too much for you. Okay. The Silk Road Initiative um, is, is exactly um, how the Chinese implemented uh, their strategic loan program um, throughout the continent. And you are once again spot on about uh, the peer to peer transactions that are happening in Africa today, uh, primarily in Nigeria. Um, just today, uh, their Minister of Finance announced uh, that they will be uh, targeting um, a CBDC release towards the end of this year. So if you think about the last six months, we went from Nigeria is going to ban cryptocurrency to now uh, the Minister of Finance announcing that they will be releasing a uh, a CBDC towards the end of this year. Um, it's not that governments um, 
feel that cryptocurrencies are illegal? No, they want you to use their cryptocurrency. It, it is all about power and control. Um, and it doesn't matter if it is uh, the US government or um, a African nation such as Nigeria. As yeah, long as they, they can legitimize what you're using um, and control and pull the levers what you are using, then they are on board. And unfortunately, Mr. Paulson, we're gonna we you're gonna be our first bad guy on uh crypto and down. We're gonna make a special thumbnail just for you, and we're gonna dress it up perfect. So I'm not sure uh what our graphics department can come up with, but I hope it is something perfect just for Mr. Paulson. Um, as uh you are our first bad guy of the day. Yeah, we ain't got the donkey of the day, so we're gonna have to come up with something. <laughs> yeah man yep everyone everyone wants to be be in africa well speaking of the space this is interesting it's so new that a lot of these companies that are doing massive amounts of volume are responsible for you know handling billions of dollars being done around for nfts and are i mean more so millions being done around for nfts it seems like OpenSea's team is very understaffed here. It says OpenSea's team of 37 is currently handling 98% of combined NFT volumes. Uh, that's interesting to, to know how much people are into this, how big it's going, and how uh, this company is desperate for people just because there's not enough people to handle what's going on. And you're spot on. I read this article earlier today and thought to myself, I'm throwing my hat in the ring. If they only have 37 people on staff, they literally need my help. Uh, whether that's on the customer service side, whether that's on the customer success side, they just do not have any infrastructure um, to back this growing platform. Um, the as the head of product, Nate Chastain stated, they are pleading for help. And so if you're out there and you're a crypto rascal um, interested in cryptocurrency um, and you have various uh, different talents and skills, we talk about job openings here on Crypto and Down because these companies actually need bodies. And as they stated um, in this article, they are looking at candidates holistically. So whether you are a designer or an engineer, um, there are various different avenues uh, that they need from finance managers to full stack engineers to business development directors. You know, I would be interested in going to the business development side, helping them grow the business and um, show them how to establish a long term customer base uh, by being on uh, the front of this growing industry. So I love these type of stories where you have Coinbase, for example, as we shared uh, last week, begging for employees. You now have OpenSea openly begging. Cryptocurrency is growing. And so, yes, you can make some good money in the oil field. Yes, you can make some good money um, at the casino but you can really make some good money at these blockchain cryptocurrency companies. Um, and hey, who's to say I won't be throwing my resume out to a few as well. So we could potentially be co-workers. Yeah, man, this is definitely awesome. It would be nice to, you know, get this in the classrooms as far as training people up and giving them access at an earlier age to to be able to go work for some of these companies is because there's definitely going to be a need not necessarily you don't have to do all the coding but just being in the industry and working for companies and customer service and i'm sure it's just going to grow with the amount of jobs that are needed that are just not technical you know a lot of traditional so to speak you know marketing jobs or admin jobs are going to be required as required as well so it'd be nice if there was a mix of technical to non-technical skills you know i mean hell we could probably even think about a course for people that you know you could teach young younger younger students to be able to work towards working for some of these companies whether it's like high school or even starting in middle school and making their own 
like you know you can make your own blockchain type company depending on the use case and the idea working with your community so yeah it's cool to know overstaffed meaning they'll have to pay more meaning there's demand there for workers so could be a definitely a nice burgeoning career for people in the future moving forward for sure so we'll definitely keep shouting that out um thanks for the shout out d biggie as well shout out the biggie says shout out missed y'all this weekend staying consistent with the times nice yeah we're trying to stay consistent uh we were talking about that earlier we try to start around the same time but as you know life happens so we might start a little bit later but you know <laughs> we'll try to be here mm, as much as we can absolutely sure. shout out to d biggie uh appreciate you always locking in with us um and as uh, Asherel stated, life happens. Uh, sometimes we are on CP time. So um, if we push nine-ish versus 8.30, uh, don't be mad at us. We will definitely uh, be on uh, most most nights during the week. Um, and then um, we will sometimes be available um, on the weekend, just depending on our schedules what we have going. So, uh, anything else out there, uh, Asherel? What else you got for me? Uh, bro, that was all I got for you tonight. I think we all should right. wrap it up. We hit a lot of good stories, had some good conversations. Uh, shout out to the followers out there, giving us that energy. You know, late at night streaming sometimes, you know, that lag. So, we definitely appreciate the interaction with everybody from YouTube all the way over to Twitch. So, shout out to y'all. I agree. Uh, last word I'll say for the night. Thank you to our crypto rascals. Uh, we appreciate you more than you know. Uh, the comments have been fire. We've only uh, been really streaming. I believe this is our third week um, and really our second week back on YouTube. Uh, so shout out to our Twitch audience. Shout out to Facebook Live. Shout out to Twitter. Shout out to YouTube. Um, shout out to the Instagram. Um, I might have shielded a couple times at uh, the Cowboys game at Rod Wave concert last night. Anybody who tried to talk to me or talk to me, basically, hey, follow my uh, YouTube and uh, Instagram. So want to keep pushing this out there as there's information that people need to know. So prayers up for Louisiana uh, and all those affected uh, by Hurricane Ida. Uh, my heart does go out to those people. Um, we understand um, that natural disasters happen. Um, and um, unfortunately, we know that people are without electricity uh, and also you know, are having to uh, ration their gasoline as well. So shout out to Too Much For You OK, sending prayers up for Louisiana um, as our hearts do go out to them as well. Well, peace be to the crypto rascals. All right. And I couldn't say the better myself. We'll definitely say a prayer before, uh, before I go to bed. And on that note, peace out.